We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 31st edition of the World of NFL podcast brought to you by Dynasty Owner. I'm Joe Bartlett. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports. And here with me, as always, is Jake Latarski. You can follow me at Roto Jake on Twitter. Obviously, cut down day going on. We've been doing the best we can to keep you guys updated as things are going throughout the day. Uh, any breaking news that might occur will certainly cut into our scheduled programming. But today's feature of the podcast will be discussing the over-under win totals for every single team in the NFL, as well as a few sprinkled in season-long or future bets for teams and players uh, that we'll be discussing. We are only two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. Next week, we'll be going over your top waiver wire pickups and continuing on that throughout the rest of the season. But for today... Again, over, over over under win totals, looking forward to doing that. Last year, we had a pretty good record. I think it was 15, 12, and 5, Jake, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, hoping to improve upon that as well. We'll hit you with some best bets, uh, just some over under win totals overall. It'll all be good stuff. Before we get underway and doing that and discussing some of the pickups and uh, guys that are cut right now via teams on pickups, I should say, uh, do you love fantasy sports? Are you ready for a new challenge? Dynasty Owner, our title sponsor, is the new way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an actual franchise. Dynasty Fantasy provides a unique and challenging experience that will test your skills as an owner and general manager. You'll have complete control over your team's future. You can build through the draft, make trades, sign for agents, and manage your team's salary cap. Can you create a dynasty of champions? Sign up now at dynastyowner.com and use promo code ROTO5. That's R-O-T-O-5 to receive $5 off your new team. Again, that's R-O-T-O-5 to receive $5 off any new team on Dynasty Owner. And we were talking about cut on day, Jake, and we had guys um, popping up like Marlon Mack, for example, Sonny Michelle, yesterday. It'll be really interesting to see which teams those go to and really the the depth in which uh, is available for the teams right now in the NFL. That's going to be what kind of ends up being the biggest situational thing to factor in. Mm-hmm. Yep, something like that, yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern. So, again, it'll be flowing out through our show here as we continue to get moving and uh, – you know, we're going to have quite a bit of action here to get to today here. But uh, other than that, any other news? I mean, Josh Gordon got cut, you know, you know, whatever. He probably wasn't going to have a role anyway, you know. I know uh, uh, Jeff and Nick discussed the LaVisca Chanel trade as well, too, that happened last night, which I mm-hmm. think is non-consequential. Maybe it hurts your Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, it, it means it means to me that they are having little to no confidence in Terrace Marshall. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery. But 
uh, you know, that's a rough break for my otherwise, uh, you know, just blockbuster dynasty team there. Kenyon Drake went to the Ravens, throw another running back in the mix over there, especially as we have to talk about J.K. Dobbins' status for week one on a seemingly daily basis now uh, where that goes. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff uh, going on there. But uh, um, why don't we get to some team win totals here? That's the meat and potatoes. That's what we're going on, unless anything has happened here in the last couple yeah, of minutes, which right. I do not see. I've got the Rotowire feed in our NFL Twitter list, too, which you can also uh, – sneak peek cheat code been, you can I've find that from the ad rotowire main account yeah. yeah and see make sure that we're not missing anything no it doesn't appear like that let's actually take a word uh or take a break for a word from our sponsor again the video platform will be back right in just a second we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, and we're back. Uh, obviously, a lot of news and notes that'll probably be occurring throughout the podcast. We are doing this live as cutdown day for NFL is occurring. We're making sure we're monitoring any of the big situations that happen at running back and wide receiver. Time. You know, like the skill ones for fantasy. That's what we're shooting for. But at the moment, nothing is going to be. Um, uh, we haven't really discussed anything or seen anything pop up lately. So let's transition to what's going to be, like you said, the meat and potatoes of the show, which is our uh, over under win totals for the entire NFL. Mm -hmm. Last year, can you like uh, frame what we had last year in terms of uh, the overall record and best bets? Yeah, so basically, I went, um, I we went down every single team, every division of the league, and Joe and I, while we had a handful of different picks that we disagreed on, we ended up both going uh, 15, 12, and five pushes. Um, and our best bets, I'm trying to think of what I got here. I lost the Patriots, I did get the Bears, I did get the Bills and the Cowboys over, so I think I was three and one. On best bets, I don't, I don't have your best bets down here for whatever I reason. I don't know. I'm sure. I think we. Actually I'm sure you did amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah, we did. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we have to pick the over under, you know, on everyone, and then at the <laughs> end we're gonna too. say the ones that we're most confident about, and then I think I have a few player props I like, and Joe has a couple team props he likes. So, basically, by the time this is uh, the show is over here, we're gonna give you like you know 80 different things you can wager on. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, in, and I know it's the fantasy football podcast, too, so uh, we'll try to talk about this in a fantasy context sometimes, you know, especially when it gets down to the player props here. But this is just a, you know, a fun show that we've done in the past, and, you know, we had to bring it back. 
Absolutely. While while I'm discussing the the lead up for the NFC North, which which is our first one, um, Jake, maybe put your mic back just a little bit as we're talking. Um, mic back a little bit. Okay. Mic back a little bit. Yeah, you're coming <laughs> I, in hot. I, I'm That's too the, good now. I'm too loud. Yeah, I know. I got to get right up in here, but I'll uh, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. No, Thank you yeah, to our uh, our viewers yes. and the audience for helping us uh, helping us get it here. Okay, so the NFC North will be the one we start at first. And again, we're going to try to go through these relatively fast. We mm-hmm. have some time to play with, Jim. So yeah, a couple a, a, a couple minutes days. per team, you know, Max. You know, we can't uh, – I mean, I think, uh, you know, we got to get our homer pick out of the right way, right? Packers over 11 wins. And it's not necessarily because of back-to-back, often uh, underestimated, disrespected, most valuable player, Aaron Rodgers. It is because uh, this defense has suddenly got incredibly better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the offense – Barely has to tread water. You've got a two back. Uh, you got two backs that are both going to be absolute studs. Might have two thousand yard rushers on this team. That's what we'll see. I mean, that's what Matt Lafleur always wanted this team to kind of be since since he got it. You know, AJ Dillon is his Derrick Henry from back at Tennessee. But the big thing with the Packers is the defense. You know, they use those first round picks on the guys that are going to step in and contribute. Their secondary is healthy. They actually have the potential to be one of the top defenses in the league. And I still think the Bears and the Lions are both. Uh, you know, despite the hard knocks hype, I think they're both pretty much trash. And, you know, you, you throw in, you got four easy wins there, and then they just got to figure out seven more. You know, they've got a lot of the tougher games on their schedule at home this year. I think uh, they're going to be good to go, and, and I'll take the over on the Packers at 11. And the Packers have the second highest over, and I'm still taking the over the here Bills. because they've right. uh, been able to do it so consistently over the past few years, even with Devontae Adams representing a huge loss. I think they've got plenty to do, to do it again. Yeah, I don't know if it's – that much over 11 wins. I had him pegged for him at 12 or 13 mark. Mm-hmm. And you said four easy wins between the enough to get lines. home field advantage. And then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. It hasn't helped in the past. You said the four easy wins. And I want to point out they lost to the Lions last year. It's because they were already good enough where they have to play anybody. And the, <laughs> the Lions are set again to be their week 17 or 18 home. It's one of the two. And I like, I could see them lose. I know. I have lines. tickets to that game. I'm trying to unload because I have a feeling that game's not going to mean anything. Those are, you know, uh, those we'll are my talk about that later. That I go to with my wife because it's normally snowing and we have a lot of fun. And generally, <laughs> alcohol keeps you warm up. All right. Well, you can have a pair of face value this year. <laughs> we already have tickets. <laughs> oh, Jay, dang it. I was going to say, sad. wheeling and dealing. You want to take two friends? <laughs> No, we're already set. So I agree with you. I'm taking the over, but only slightly. I have more 12 or 13. Um, we'll discuss this a little later. I actually, I think the Packers were the third or second team in terms of uh, best odds to win the NFC overall. I don't believe they are in a position to do that. I don't know if it's just worried about some hangover uh, with whatever drug Aaron Rodgers is producing or using in a certain week, or maybe the defense won't be as good as it has been before because we've been burned by that in the past. I'm not convinced the Packers are that elite of a team in the NFC, but I actually think the Rams uh, and the Buccaneers, two other teams, are also maybe a little bit lesser as well. So that's going to be an interesting conversation that we have Mm -hmm. as the season progresses. Okay, uh, over for both of us and the Packers. How about the Vikings at 9.5? Yeah, so 9.5. I think the cream's going to rise to the top in this division here. I think the White Vikings are able to get one of the wild cards. They'll have just enough defense. They can get a healthy Delvin Cook. You know, the offense is going to be humming along. They have arguably the best receiver in fantasy, the best receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. 9.5 is their number. I think they can get to 10 wins and get that wild card spot. Yeah, I, I have over as well, and I think 10 is what you're shooting for as well for the wild card. There are some people that believe the Vikings are going to be in consideration for the NFC North division. 
I'd say no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not. And I actually think the Vikings win Week One because we saw last year that Week One of the NFL is just a preseason tune-up for the Packers, like it was in that drubbing by the Saints that they went on to win 13 games, or whatever it was. I think the Vikings do win Week One, but I am not convinced the Vikings will be a division favorite for the NFC North. Let's move over to to the lesser teams, Jake, like you discussed mm-hmm. in the NFC North, the Bears and the Vikings. The Bears have an over of six. Lines at six and a half. I think the six and a half is the hard knocks bump that you are referring to right there. Yes. Because there's been a lot of people, given the money and the odds, betting the lines to be more successful than they possibly could be, pushing that line up a little bit higher. Which way do you lean on both these guys? Yeah. So Bears at six and lines at six and a half. I'm going under on both of them. Um, one thing is quarterbacks play, it's a quarterback league, right? You know, and Jared Goff. I don't suddenly think he's after this long in the league, he's going to take this amazing step and and get all that all that better. Uh, and with the Bears, you know Justin Fields, I actually think Justin Fields could be a fantastic fantasy sleeper. You know, someone that you get at the very last, you know, your second quarterback, you know, nice and late, someone that will have to play a comeback in a whole lot of games, somebody that does have a few offensive weapons. Just because I say the Bears are going under six wins doesn't mean that Fields, Komet, and Mooney can't have, you know, reputable fantasy seasons. Notice I don't mention Montgomery, which I have zero shares of, and we'll discuss again, you know, hint, hint at the end of the show here. But, um, you know, yeah, they can be fantastic fantasy, but I don't, I don't see the six wins out of there. I mean, just the, the Roquan Smith wanting out is, is kind of one of the first little kind of narrative indicators that I'm seeing. You know, you have one of your best defensive players deciding, I don't want to be a part of this. And I think that is maybe a microcosm of what that entire locker room could be thinking in the back of their minds. I'll, I'll talk lines first because there's less of a conversation for that. At six and a half wins, I did take the over. I think they get to seven. That's as close as I think it's going to get. So if they if they go under six or seven, whatever, you know, that, that's where the line is. I think it's appropriate. I took the over only because it, maybe it's possible. Look at the schedule. Some mm-hmm. improvement from Jared Goff. Uh, they have the the dome factor that I do think is there. And again, there there is that game at the end of the season that might not matter for both teams <laughs> in the Packers. And that and you know it. and I guarantee that'll that's what this bet will come down to, I, right? Yeah, Whether yeah. or not the Packers have to play in in Week 18 or not. Right. That's that's where I'm looking at. So I took the over, but by no means do I feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. However. With the Bears, again, over-under at six. I am smashing the under. And I'm not sure, if Jake, if we're doing mm-hmm. this throughout the show or towards the end. But I'm going to jump in right now and I say, this is one of my best bets overall. Bears under on the win. To the point where I'm looking at them more for worst record in the NFL bets as opposed to if they can get over or under six wins. Yes, there you I, go. I don't know. I, I didn't look at the alternate totals enough to mm-hmm. really be able to figure out certain things. But there has been some parlay builders I was looking at on uh, FanDuel that would say missing the playoffs or under six wins, both of those. The Bears are a part of my builder. That's one of my best bets. I think mm-hmm. that team is one of the worst in the league. I will not believe Justin Fields can be a QB2. <laughs> I'm not going that direction. Uh, and I think I think just his rushing is going to make him fantasy fine. viable. He'll be a guy that we stream, and he's going to – Until he gets hurt in week five because that offense line's so bad. And the <laughs> yes, Bears, okay, not, only, not even a bad offensive line, they have the worst – not not one of the worst, the worst group of pass catchers in the entire league, bad offensive line, bad pass catchers. You talk about Roquan Smith. They have a bad environment. They're trying to sell the stadium, whatever. I, I want li- if the, if the bears win more than four, I'm shocked. Yes. You That's know, where I'm at right now. And you know what? Hey, uh, I guess we'll have to agree to start off because I, I only selected three bets. Maybe I'm going to try to uh, – maybe I'll have to stick another one on there somewhere along the line. But the Bears under six wins is one of the three best bets that I uh, that I placed for this year. Okay, so I'm glad that you and I are on the same page. Let's move over to the NFC South again, Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers. 
Falcons. Let's start at the top. The Buccaneers are one of the top teams in the league, according to most uh, Vegas books, whether it be for the NFC or uh, Super Bowl favorite, stuff like that. Uh, the overrunner for the Buccaneers sits at 11.5 right now. Jake, where are you at with this one? Man, I think that... Uh... I know you're smiling for a reason here. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm ready to take a heaping pile of criticism, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll finally lay down on this bed. And, you know, you've proven the man, Tom Brady, has proven year after year after year that age doesn't matter and that he can still get out there and do it. But, I don't know, to me, this feels a little bit funny because he moved away from Belichick, he got his Super Bowl, He's coming back, but I don't quite understand what he has left to prove here, especially at the age of 45. Yes, he's got tons of offensive weapons. And uh, yes, you know, he's always going to get basically his pick of the litter of veteran free agents that end up coming around um, over the course of the year. The receiving core is a little bit banged up, I guess. Um, but, you know, he, and, and he doesn't have Gronk. So fair enough. But I think 11 and a half, the Tom Brady factor pushes this number up higher than it should be. Will the Buccaneers win this division? Sure. I think they'll run into some of that, uh, you know, later on down the road uh, where maybe they don't even have to play, you know, in week 18. But 12 wins, I'm leaning the under on that one. And um, it could end up being worse. I'm just going to, I think there's, I think there's market value here, right? By, uh, you know, everyone wants to bet uh, the over on Tom Brady, get behind this team and whatnot. But between, Yes, between being 45 and me really wondering what what motivates you at this point in your mm -hmm. career, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm, I'm too narrative into this, but it, it's a it's a factor of things, you know. Father Time's undefeated, right? And we've never seen this before. And maybe Tom Brady is just the genetic specimen that plays till he's 50 and defies everybody. But uh, I'm going to take the under on 11 and a half this year, and I think uh, I think they retire after a relatively early playoff exit. So you said Father Time is undefeated. I think Father Time has already taken an L on, on Tom Brady. Like <laughs> we haven't had a quarterback very much in the history of the NFL play to 45 and play at the level he is. I, like I think Tom Brady has already won that battle against age. And if he retires after this season, no one's going to be like, oh man, yeah, that guy, he finally played too long. Like he has been mm -hmm. one of the top QBs now. Should he have been ranked number one overall on NFL.com's top 100 list? No, players are idiots. That ranking is horrible. And I hate everything about that. However, <laughs> He is still one of the top players in the league. Not number one. Again, everyone's stupid and all that's dumb, but that's I think he's right there. I, I'm I'm pretty convinced the Buccaneers will go over this, but by, not by significant margins. Whether it's mm -hmm. 12 or 13 wins, that's where I'm kind of thinking. At. You know who's really undefeated over the long run is Las Vegas, <laughs> right? Because this is a great, great number. The fact that we can yeah. debate and take both sides of this. And you know what? I guess this just spoiled the lead. I actually put under 11 and a half as my, one of my Ooh, best bets. Okay. And I'm going to die on that hill this year. So I, I'm not again, now this from a fantasy standpoint, Brady, Evans. I don't have any Brady. I have some Evans. I have and plenty of Godwin. And uh, yeah, yeah, you got all the Godwin. That yeah, that doesn't mean by any means that they won't be uh, quite as uh, you know productive from a fantasy style. No, I don't think Brady's going to throw for five thousand yards again. I think that'd be absolutely ridiculous. I'd be ready to eat my words there. But uh, no, I'm going to pick this as the year to you know not not just some kind of Peyton Manning dead arm downfall, but definitely a step back would be coming and uh you know maybe i'm buying too much into the narrative the weird mini camp disappearance i guess when you're 45 and you've done this for you know 20 something years and and, and you you can excuse that and maybe you don't need it but but i don't know man it just all feels a little bit weird to me and i think uh i, I think this is this is the year that we see some regression again 
Do they miss the playoffs? No, I think they make the playoffs, but I'm going to take the under 11 and a half here. Yeah, I'm not confident betting against you on that. And if you want to make that your best bet, one of your best bets, fine. I, I do think the over is in play, mm-hmm. not substantially. Reason because this division is bad. And I know we've had some popular people on Road Aware and elsewhere saying, well, maybe the Panthers can win or maybe the Saints. And it's like, I don't know whether I give a Southern accent. I don't think I can actually do that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm I don't, like, I, that sounds like more, more like Bar- Barney the dinosaur sure, than a great, Southern draw. That would make me feel a lot better than me giving a Southern accent. I, clearly, I can't do any accents either. We're, we're learning a lot of things here on the podcast. No, I, I actually think everyone else is under 10 wins. Uh, so I, let's go over it here, right? Because the Saints at over eight and a half over under. I think that's an under, and it's it's close. Like if you said, hey, by the end of the season, Saints are 9-8. and eight. I'm like, okay, yeah, it sounds right. James Winston's your quarterback. Dennis Allen's your head coach. I don't anticipate much more than that. And mm-hmm. sure, the Saints might get that win like they do every single season against the Buccaneers. But at some point, I think the Buccaneers have to get angry that for whatever the reason, a bad team, and again, I, I know the Saints made the plus. They made that fake playoff seed. Like they, the seventh one that shouldn't matter, that's what the Saints did for the last two years. Or mm-hmm. I guess they were six, whatever. They're not a good team. I don't care, and I think the Buccaneers by some point are going to be like, no, we're we're not going to let bad teams beat us all the time. So I, I'm taking mm-hmm. the under on that Saints when I think uh, the eight is what I'd rather have than the nine. Yeah, I see. You know, to go through this, you know, obviously the Tampa Bay is going through and playing all the best teams in the divisions that they're matched up again, and then of course I think the Saints can steal one from Tampa Bay. That's part of it, though. I'm still taking the under on the Saints eight and a half. I don't think they can get enough to quite uh, clear that wild card. Um, you would have to just see an incredible step up and, in, you know, responsibility and decision making from Jameis that I just don't think is going to suddenly happen at this point in his career. So I'm going to agree with you there and take the under. I also think the Panthers might be able to steal one from the Bucks here. This team is uh, is starting to look very interesting to me, uh, you know, because of Baker. Because of Baker. I think people are underrating Baker. Now, again... I think people are probably rating Baker. They're probably rating him about where he is. I mean, so I, I brought this up early on when we were talking, when you know, we were doing the show back in July, and we were thinking, like, you know, okay, what do we you know, what do we do with Baker, uh, you know, in terms of redraft? And, yeah, probably one of the last players taken right up there with Fields, you know, take your pick there. But um, I think he got, the raw, he got a raw deal in Cleveland. He was playing hurt for the entire year. He's going to come out. He's going to have... Um, Equal, if not superior, weapons. Of course, they just went out and got him another wide receiver. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, they are what they are. Hopefully, they get something out of Terrace Marshall, but I think that's uh, you know me clamoring, maybe a little hopeless at this point. And, you know, people are forgetting here um, that, you know, it's not just, you know, RotoWire, depending on the format that you put into the software and our rankings and whatnot. There are other sites out there that are ranking Christian McCaffrey as the number two overall player in fantasy yeah. here. Now, Something has to add up here, right? If Christian McCaffrey finishes as the number two overall player in fantasy, the <laughs> Panthers are going to get more than six or six and a half wins. That small I number. There. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they're going to score plenty of points. I think the defense is average enough. And uh, because, because listen, I'm taking the under five on the Falcons as well here. So when I go under on the Bucks, under on the Saints, under on the Falcons. It, it doesn't add up to take all four unders in the same division. So that, and then I think which one of these four teams, I got to take one over, which one is it? And it's the Panthers for me. I think they have enough. I think uh, Baker's going to give them a little bit of a spark, and I think they can find seven wins in that schedule. Okay, so you said he got the bad end of the stick last year with the injury. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are incorrectly assuming Baker Mayfield uh, is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league based on a performance last year, which was, we think, largely impacted by an injury. That's fine. My argument is, I don't think he's a good quarterback from the year before. Mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, the Browns went to the playoffs. Yes, they beat the Steelers. We all had fun laughing at the Steelers. Uh, haha, AFC North is such a funny division. 
Baker threw for just over 3,500 yards, a 26 to 8 touchdown to interception ratio, and he had the incomparable Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt duo to help him get to that point. Don't tell me he's that good of a quarterback. Like, not that every quarterback should be able to produce those numbers, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you put a situation where Daniel Jones is like that, fine. Maybe he could do pretty similar, maybe a little bit sure. of turnovers. Baker is not that good. My bigger concern is Matt Rule is really that bad. I mean, if you say, <laughs> what are one of the worst coaches in the league? I think Matt Rule is certainly among that list and possibly could get fired during the season if the owners weren't cheap and didn't want to have to worry about that cost-cutting measure occurring. Mm-hmm. I-, I think Matt Rule is one of the worst. So you're telling yeah. me. I, I, I felt like this argument back was coming here because this is similar to conversations we had in the past when Baker got traded. I feel like we discussed that on this show. And, uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe you're right to uh, be a little low on Matt rule and that's fair enough you know six six and a half six is you're under but seven's you're over so i could see them winning seven games that will be a disappointment that will be a part where people are upset based mm-hmm. on the expectation you would be correct jake but i bet you'd be like man i wasn't expecting seven wins from the panthers so that's where i'm i'm kind of pushing back in this narrative just because mccaffrey could be your number two fantasy score number one whatever it is I don't really feel like he adds that much to the equation. I would be much more comfortable taking a alternate win over under total of eight and the under on that mm-hmm. than I would be uh, trying to bet this yeah. six and a half as it is. Mm-hmm. No, no fair enough. I mean, I could see this go bad. I could see the McCaffrey getting hurt week two and then, uh, you know, this all being – it all turning into a mess here. But I just think the way the cards are stacked right now, if you're going to be optimistic about that, about the injury situation at least, which I guess you kind of have to sometimes, you know, keep it a level playing field. I'm going to take the over um falcons though that's the interesting one i'm going under five i think you know they haven't decided their quarterback they haven't decided their identity it's mariota yeah is ritter not going to press him at one point are they not going to get to a point in the season where they're four and eight four and nine four and ten give up and hand ritter the ball what he was a third round pick like if this is if this is kenny pickett Fine. I, mm-hmm. I can see that kind of you need to have your first round guy out there, but they didn't invest enough draft capital to be having to push Ritter out into the field. And I think so long as Marcus Merrow is healthy, he's your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. The and that's all a, year. again, that might not be a good thing, though. <laughs> yes, that that then that's a big gift, too. You right. know, the way he's, he was going to run the ball, he's most effective when he's using his legs. And uh, yeah, again, and you know, the same narrative. I don't, it doesn't mean I'm low on any of these guys from fantasy. I love Kyle Pitts almost as, not quite as much as you do, but almost as much as you do. And, um, you know, I'm willing to do the third round Kyle Pitts, but, uh, but, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I think there's this team, uh, it, it's going to be messy here. And again, you know, tough division. The over under for the Falcons was five. Yeah. I feel like they get five wins. So I actually mm-hmm. went, I wrote down push. Okay. But if, but if you have to, I, I said under. Like if I had to pick mm-hmm. one way or another, I think, I think under is what happens. I actually think the Falcons are a bit better. Of a team that most people think. So what that means is significantly better than the Bears, significantly better than the Seahawks, significantly better than the Texans, although the bet, the betting public seems to think that as well too. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are not one of the top five worst teams. They, they could be in that top 10 pick conversation, I think pretty clearly, but this con- misconception that Marcus Merritt just stinks because he's been injured so much, I disagree. And we also know that Arthur Smith, the coach from the Titans, liked Marcus Merritt back when he was with the Titans uh, when they were both at the Titans, I should say. I, I feel like the, the push is in play for that. So let, let's move over. We spent way too much time on the Falcons and Panthers for two crappy teams in a yeah, bad yeah. division. Yes, let's we go do into need to push the pace a little bit. Much, much more interesting division in the NFC East. So I, let's let's discuss the ones that we both agree on. Commanders over under eight. I don't know where Vegas is getting this number from. Yeah. I, I didn't even have to look at the Commanders. Mm-hmm. I double-checked that on a couple sites, too. I was like, eight is what I'm seeing. And Yeah, okay. I, I just I just took the under. Mm-hmm. Um do they think like, really think Carson Wentz is going to somehow turn that around? That's right. I don't. I don't know if whatever. So you I want to talk about just a botch of an organization too? 
Not to mention, I saw a graphic that they have the, the highest beer prices in the entire National Football League. There's an aside. A small draft beer is $14 there. You want to talk about the worst owner in sports, you know, throw another tally in there. But uh, but no, uh, in, in all livelihood, I don't think there's anything that, uh, you know, Carson Wentz is going to suddenly change that much about this team and uh, suddenly make them a winner. It's just, it's it's not good. No, I, I, I'm taking the under. I'm not, I'm not sure I want to do a best bet only because, frankly, I didn't even look at their schedule. I just mm-hmm. assumed, yeah. Uh, Every time the commanders came up on other teams' ones, I was like, loss, or they're going to beat the commanders, I should say, win for them, win for what? Yep, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take the under there. And I'm also taking the under on the Giants at seven. Yes, I know there's also popular people on the World Wide platform that think they could, the, the Giants could be a dark horse uh, NFC East winner. They will not. They also will not be a dark horse playoff contender. Uh, I actually put, and spoiling for a little bit later on, if you want to put the, par, the parlay for the Giants not making the playoffs, they're actually a decent price for how realistic I think their odds are, which is very little. Uh, I, I don't think that team is good enough. You're basically assuming Brian Dable has to be one of the best coaches in the league. And maybe he is. I'm, I'm not actually ruling out. Maybe Brian Dable is actually that good. But you have to assume and, and have that occur for him to fix all the different issues the Giants have on top of them having been injury prone over the past couple of years. I, I think under on Giants, seven wins too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, this is another division where I think the best two teams kind of rise to the top here, which is why, you know, so you have the D- Cowboys at 10 and the Eagles at nine and a half. And um, Eagles are interesting. I took the over on the Cowboys simply because I think the rest of this division, the, the commanders and the Giants will go under. And the Eagles, I think that's the big one that we have to discuss, right? Because I think we're on opposite sides of this. I think they it's could a, be, it's a big one, yeah. they can be an electric fantasy team, but I don't, think so much that it's going to work out that so way in real I, life i think you are um you're obviously pretty smart with the nfl stuff and i know you know what you're thinking but i think this is one of those where the team did so much in the off season that you weren't even aware of that you have to go back and look at that roster i mean like mm-hmm. seriously look at the eagles roster and you tell me where are they worse than the cowboys in so let's go over under for cowboys 10 first i actually think push is what's going to happen i think they're going to get 10 wins but if you had to say one or the mm-hmm. other i'll take the over marginally that's where i'm looking at for the cowboys but i think the cowboys are going to be a wild card team i think the eagles at least for the 16 to 1 odds for them mm-hmm. to have the best record in the nfl i like that a lot and it was i think 11 to 1 or 10 to 1 to have them the best record in the nfc their schedule is a cupcake for the first two months, we're going to talk about like late November before the Eagles really are challenged by teams that could be good. And this is fine. If you think Jalen Hurts isn't a very good quarterback, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like there, there has been worse quarterbacks that have succeeded, <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill, in situations that have been uh, impressive for them. And I think that's where we're looking at the Eagles. The Eagles defense is also really, really good. The Bear, right. like the Bears and Lions, fine. Bears and Lions are layups. I think the Commanders and Giants are layups too. That's mm-hmm. a four guaranteed wins, and the Eagles always play the Cowboys well. I'm taking the over, and I would do an alternate win total over ten and a half or eleven and a half for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to go back to the original question, you know, okay, the defense, I'll give you that. Um, but you know, you take uh, Dak Prescott over over Jalen Hurts. You know, okay. fantasy, it's Hurts. Real life, I think it's Dak. Um, I don't know how controversial that statement no, is. No, I guess fine. we'll see. You're fine. We'll see here. Uh, I'll take his, I'll take Elliott and Pollard over Sanders, Gainwell, Scott, whatever yeah. that is. And that one. Now it starts to get interesting because uh, CD Lamb, CD Lamb to AJ Brown. I mean, again, we'll see what happens with AJ Brown if he stays healthy. It seems like he's a monster. You're right. We those think are, that he's a monster. Every, go after. But go it's so tough. Yeah. Yes. Go to the rest of it. Yeah. So and then yeah, Devonte Smith is a little bit better, but Thank you know. Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, yeah, and then I think Dalton Schultz and, and Goddard. You know, I, I've said I'm a little low on Schultz, but I think that's probably a wash. Pretty close. 
offensive line dramatically favors the Eagles after that Tyron Smith. Yes, as well, yes, too. So I'll give you that. And and the Eagles have an easier schedule because they were not one of the top teams. They they just stuck mm-hmm. in the playoffs last year in that fake playoff spot. I I think this team is is an eleven win minimum type of team. And we're at over under nine and a half. I'm not putting it as my best bet because I actually had a few more that I liked more. But I, I actually, I mean, this is this is a lot to be. I'll take the over every time. Yeah, this is one that maybe you're swaying me on. And the biggest factor for me is the schedule. The schedule. I'm looking through the schedule right, right now. Read off some of the teams. Yeah, right, let's go. Okay, Detroit. That's a win. Minnesota. Um, at, they have them at home. Okay. Commanders. That's a win. Jacksonville. That's a win. Arizona. Whew, that'll be a little tough. That's at Arizona. Arizona stinks. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about that in I a sec. I think the Vikings are closer than the Cardinals in that game. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, versus Dallas, you know, anybody's week. Right. Yep, bye week. Uh, I think they beat the Steelers, beat the Texans, beat the Commanders. Uh, at Indianapolis, going to be tough. That was the point. And versus Green Bay, going to be – now we're right. in the part of the schedule right. where this, where this bet's really going to be we made or broke. We have two months where you mentioned maybe three games that could go either way. Not like, a, oh, yeah, the Eagles will lose this one. Mm-hmm. It never happened. It's that That's what I'm saying. We're going to look at uh, mid-October and be like, wait, the Eagles are 7-1? and one? How, how did that happen? Jalen Hurts, is he actually good? MVP Jalen Hurts? No. <laughs> Just shut up already because I hear that with Kyler Murray like every time like through week eight on. It's the same thing. I think that Eagles team is going to get 11 wins at minimum. That's yep. that's that's where I'm at. Okay, so NFC West. We agreed on two of them, so we'll just discuss them first. Yeah. Seahawks, under five and a half. Mm-hmm. I'll let you say it first because I have more things to say for the Seahawks afterwards. I mean, it's Geno Smith's their quarterback or Drew, Drew Locke right? or whatever happens here. Uh, they're going to be trash. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the harsh reality of the situation. The team's going through a complete rebuild. Uh, they'll be in contention for the number one pick in the draft, Okay, so which I, is under five and a half wins. I agree. That's a that's a lock to me. That's a best bet for me as well, I think. Right. Did you did you have a best bet? Did I put all? them as my best bet? I had one more best bet. Um, I actually did. I, so I, so I will take the Seahawks as a best bet as well too. I guess I'm, we're gonna have more than three. I guess if if I needed to if I needed to take a fourth, I might take that Seahawks one. Okay, so I'm I'm sprinkling in my little information at the end here. Not only do I think the under five and a half is a guaranteed slam, the Seahawks or Bears to finish with the worst record is plus seven fifty. The Bears have one of the worst teams in the league. The Seahawks are right there with them. Mm-hmm. There isn't anybody else besides the Texans, in my opinion, that get close. Texans money is more the favorable one. I also like the Seahawks to get the last win of the entire season, or sorry, get the first win out of all the other teams in the NFL. So their first win last among 32 teams at plus 1100. The only issue is they play the Falcons in week three and whoever <laughs> wins that one, I think yes. the, 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 that's the team who ends up going, or, sorry, whoever loses that one is going to be the one that wins that bet. And the Falcons are mm-hmm. plus 480. I will be putting money on both those teams that have the last win in the NFL. Uh, I think the Seahawks are one of the worst teams we have seen in a while. Actually, I, I'm like, remember the dolphins from a couple of years ago when Brian Flores was the first coach, like the, the coach we thought, man, mm-hmm. they're going to fight. That's how bad the Seahawks are. And I don't yep. think they have Brian Flores as their coach. They have Pete Carroll who massacres gum on a daily basis. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me I, I don't know if that's necessarily a reason to take the under, but I'm definitely with you on the under here. <laughs> I mean, uh, I actually, the weird part about this division is I, I tried to spread it out in each of these divisions, pick yeah. a couple overs, couple unders. I couldn't do it in this division. I took the under on every single one of them, and I don't know if that's even going to be mathematically possible. But let's go to the next one. We agree on the Cardinals under eight and a half wins here. Uh, you know they lose their arguably the best offensive weapon in, in DeAndre Hopkins. You know for the first six games, and uh, we'll see what that circumstance is like when he comes back. Do I think they could have a prolific enough offense? Yes. Do I think they have enough defense to uh, to avoid these shootouts every single week? No. 
And uh, do I think uh, Murray will be able to keep up more than eight times? Also, no. Yeah, the defense part is the, the bigger issue for me. I just don't think they're good enough. They've lost more talent this offseason as well. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line has always been shoddy. I think it got even worse, too. And and Cliff Kingsbury is not a very good coach. Like, maybe maybe if this is a better situation and you had a better coach, like Brian Dable, right? Like, if, if Brian Dable is as good as people think, maybe the Giants do well. That's We know Cliff Kingsbury is not good. Like, we, we know mm-hmm. he's one of the bottom third coaches. Uh, getting that. He seems to be yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems to me like a, a, he'd be a great long term offensive coordinator somewhere, maybe. But yeah, the, but the head coach for job sure. for a high school team. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he'd be a great high school uh, offensive coordinator. I, I totally yeah. agree. Oh, I bet he'd win state. Yeah. Um, okay, fair. Okay, so I'm taking the maybe not fair. That's, that's a little over the top. But anyway, I just, we we have to move on here. We I mean, uh, we spent a good yeah. chunk of this show on the NFC here. Uh, as, as we yeah. should, because it's the most important conference. Wrong. Uh, Rams and 49ers. Uh, Rams are at 10.5 over-under. 49ers are at 10 over-under. Jake, what did you go with for both of them? I went under on both of them, but I think the 49ers could be a push. I think it's going to end up coming down to the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, let's see. Do they play at the end of the season here? I should have this. You know, it's tough to have all these week schedules 14, at the top of the head. Week 15, I think. Yeah. That might oh, be the, oh, no, it's the Chargers. The, the, the 49ers play the Seahawks. I think twice in a span of four weeks, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be yep. a scenario where they can run away with things." Mm-hmm. While you're looking, yeah, at- they they play in week four and in week eight, so it's not actually going to come down to the end of the season. Okay, and the Rams play the Seahawks at the in week eighteen, which will probably be helpful, I'm sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I just didn't. I thought these numbers were good, and I think I take push at best. And um, I actually, I originally went under on the Niners. I think I'll go to push. You know, if they they they're, they're going to be healthier, they managed to do uh, relatively well last season with Debo Samuel as a makeshift running back. Uh, Nick Bosa being on yep. too, right? Yeah, that, exactly. That's, they, so that's the big part for me is the 49ers mm-hmm. upgraded not even by getting players, although they did sign Chavarius Ward, who's going to be a better secondary player than they've had before. So they got guys back that were injured. Um, I, that Jimmy Garoppolo signing actually makes me feel better that. If Trey Lance were to stink or get hurt, the Niners could be competitive. I have over, but barely. Like I think the Niners actually are a threat to win the NFC, but yet mm-hmm. I don't know if they get more than 11 games. Their schedule is actually really pretty hard, and it's not even that the NFC West division is going to be more problematic than it has been in years past. you got the Seahawks and Cardinals, who I think are weak. It's the rest of that schedule for the Niners that's tough. I think there's a bit of a Super Bowl hangover for the Rams. I was just going to say those three I, words, Super Bowl hangover. That's the best rationale I have for uh, taking the under uh, on here. I would like alternate win total. I'll take the under 12 every time for the Rams, but mm-hmm. I do think they exceed that 10 win total. So uh, a lot of differentials. Last year, we were actually pretty same for a lot of these, a lot of differentials through the NFC. I'll tell you mm-hmm. right now, foreshadowing, it's not much different for the AFC either. But let's get a word from our sponsors, HOFR first. Daily fantasy football fans, your dreams have come true. Tired of your old player drafts and salary caps? You're sick of losing the Sharks and their little spreadsheets? Fed up with always playing against the house? Well, the solution is here. It's HOFR Daily Fantasy Sports. That's HOFR uh, contests. They're always on your terms. Only fans create the contest and write the questions on HOFR. Not only that, but they set the terms too, including the entry fee, number of players, prizes, and more with over 12 different simple multiple choice gameplays every fan can play and win their own way so let your sports imagination run wild and rake in some serious dough in the process play for as low as one dollar and bank up to fifty dollars bonus with your first deposit plus or earn ten dollars more with your friend every time you refer a friend make your name known in the fantasy sports world on the large growing peer-to-peer sports marketing plus download hofr again hofr today it's the most versatile way to play so we discussed all the NFC teams, over-unders. Let's get to those AFC teams as well. So we'll start first with the AFC North. Actually, 
pretty normal, I, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So Ravens at nine and a half, we both took the over there. Yep. Browns at eight and a half, we both took the under. And in fact, I think the mm-hmm. Browns, if you look at the, that's that's my going to be my, if I look at the alternate win totals later on, that's yep. the one I'm taking the lowest on. I think they're like due for six games, seven at most. And that's even if Watson comes back. Like the, I mm-hmm. think there's a lot going on with that franchise from a morale perspective <laughs> that we can't really understand. And they're going to be dealing with it throughout the entire year and it'll only get oh, worse yeah. when November turns around. Yeah. Especially when they go on the road, man, they're going to hear it every single time. Um, this is a, this is a tough one. I was torn between making the Ravens over nine and a half and the Browns under eight and a half. Uh, those are, those are like two finalists for my last best bet opportunity. And I went with the Ravens. I might even be, be swayed either way here. Uh, but the Ravens, I don't know. They have a pretty juicy schedule. They start out with, with the jets and the dolphins and um, th- this division just overall, got worse, you know, with the exception of the Bengals, which, um, you know, they're, 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 they're actually the highest uh, over under win total on here at 10, which I think is pretty spot on about where they're going to end up here. Um, but I actually think the, uh, the Ravens will come away and win this division with a couple of wins against the Steelers, which weren't always guaranteed in the past, but probably will be closer to that this year. Uh, a couple of wins against the Browns, despite the fact that they have Brown the 15 with Deshaun Watson probably back. Um, you know, just going through, they've got Carolina on the schedule, Jacksonville on the schedule. Um, it's just, uh, you know, there's a couple tough games against Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Buffalo and New England in there. But, uh, I think they, I think you can find 10 wins in here pretty easily here. So I made them one of my best bets is the over. So I think we're going to end up finding a lot of this information where we differ on comes down to the Steelers and Patriots. Like if you look across this entire thing, Mm -hmm. I think the Steelers are better than you think. And I also think the Patriots are much worse than you think. Because you mentioned the Patriots as a tough game. I think that's that's mm-hmm. not a tough game whatsoever. Even if Mitchell Trubisky is your starting quarterback all year, or even if Kenny Pickett comes in earlier, I don't see much of a difference in that quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I really believe in Mike Tomlin. I think the the defense of the Steelers has a lot of pieces that can be successful so long as they're healthy. TJ Watt had left, uh, I think it was Saturday's mm-hmm. preseason game, and Deontay Johnson got banged up too. They should be fine. I like the Steelers a lot. So just transition, they have an over, over under seven and a half. I'm mm-hmm. taking the over. I feel like you're at the under with them, and that's kind of the bigger reason why we differ on yep. a few of these things. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much the, the the separation point here for us. I went with the under. I didn't even think about that one too hard, and it, you know, all came down to quarterback play to me. Now, and now, of course, I'm starting to think. Well, Big Ben wasn't any good either. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they still and managed they still to be okay. Fun. But um, I think even you know, you take Big Ben to a rookie or, or Big Ben to Trubisky as opposed to you know a coach that has been with this quarterback for geez, what feels like twenty years. Big Ben's been around forever. Um, I, I still think it's a too big of a downgrade at the quarterback position, and they sure they have enough offensive weapons. We'll, we'll just see though. I think uh, I think both the Ravens and the Bengals uh, get more wins than the Steelers this year. The the Bengals are actually at ten, just ten over ten over under, just mm-hmm. as is. I put that as a push, and if you said I had to take one over, uh, I would go over on that. There's- We're very tight on this. I put this. I, I want this as a push, but if I really had a you know gun to my head, pick one. I, I went under. This one's so close, man. This is one I would probably be avoiding from a betting perspective. Yeah, but I'm not touching this. Either. Yeah, but I'm taking the under just you know just because we'll see how this uh, if they can if they can repeat that uh, offensive magic they've had last year, and uh, you know if a better offensive line really uh, you know helps Burrow to continue and stay healthy and stay upright. You know we'll see. I'm not convinced the Super Bowl hangover will be there for the Bengals. I think they have a lot to prove, and there's still ways in which they can mature and get better, specifically the offensive line. So that's why I have the over, but their schedule is very difficult, and that's mm-hmm. going to be uh, part of the reason why I think this is this is close. Let's go to the AFC South because I want to tie this in a little bit. So the, mm-hmm. the Colts um, over-unders at 10 as well. I have that a push 
as well. And if you said I had to take one, I'm taking the under. You took the over. Are you confidently taking the over on Texas? Yeah, I'm pretty confidently taking the over. And that was pretty close to a best bet for me. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, we we talked about how little faith we have in Carson Wentz going to Washington here. And I think the upgrade, even to 37-year-old Matt Ryan, is um, it's significant enough of an upgrade. Uh, I expect Jonathan Taylor to run all over these teams. This offensive line is still solid. I expect Michael Pittman to have an absolute breakout year to the point where we're talking about him as a top five, top 10 receiver. And maybe I'm focusing too much on the offensive side of the ball. That would be a fair criticism here. But I think their, uh, you know, you know, their defense exceeded expectations last year. I think they can do it again. And uh, they're going to have a much easier time scoring on the back of a possible 2,000-yard rusher. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced the 2000 rusher thing is in play, but the, the upgrade of Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz is real. Mm-hmm. I think their schedule's a little hard, and at times the Colts can be inconsistent. Like, just you think they're a really good team, and then they come back down to earth and they lose to the Vikings or something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. not convinced that has changed at all with the coaching staff yeah. the way they operate. Even so though the under, but even though you went the under, you still think if you had to pick who's going to win the division, is it still the Colts? Yeah, Colts? I think. I think. So you think a team with nine wins wins the division? Yep. yep. And which sucks because the AFC is so loaded that I guarantee you a playoff team. Will have that. The, I'm sorry, a, a team will miss the playoffs that has 10 or 11 wins, and they will be better than whatever the the NFC or sorry the AFC South finishes with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go Jaguars and Texans. Jaguars at six and a half over under. Texans at four and a half over under. I took the under on both, although I was a little bit closer on the Jaguars one. Yeah, yeah. I know you're maybe more of a Lawrence believer than I am, but I I think uh, one year afterwards, even with all the money they've spent, they're still going to be bad. You know, people that want to buy this uh this this reinvention of the Jaguars and the whole thing. Yeah, maybe they made just some moves in the right direction, but this franchise is this franchise, and I kind of feel the same way uh, with the Texans. The Texans are going to be right in there competing for the number one pick again. Uh, maybe Davis Mills improves. Some people are saying that he's one of the highest PFF guys this preseason, I believe. Yeah. Or no, maybe I'm mixing him up, but again, that means nothing to me. Um, both of those teams, I think this is a cream rise of the cop. That's part of the reason I was so comfortable taking the Colts over, uh, because I think the seller of this division is going to be very bad. And then I also hold on, t- hold on. and yet what happened last year when the Colts mm-hmm. needed to win a playoff game, who did they lose to? The Jaguars. So I like they're that team that's just inconsistent. That's mm-hmm. my biggest concern, and I haven't seen a way in which that's answered. Maybe it's Matt Ryan, and that's great. I, I want them to be successful, but they had a chance to make the playoffs, and they lost to the Jaguars of all teams, who now have Doug Peterson have gotten better. I'm not convinced the Colts have have uh, changed that answer mm-hmm. to the question. But, sorry, continue. I, I had I had mm-hmm. an interrupt. Well, I was just going to move us over to the Titans here to kind of keep things okay. coming along. The Titans. I was a little torn on this one. You seem to be less torn than me. We both ultimately going went, went under on this one. Um, I think the receiving core got significantly worse. I don't again. I don't think that highly of Tannehill anymore after he burned me quite a bit last season. Uh, Derrick Henry being back, you know, you think this kind. Basically, my love for Derrick Henry is what made this a slightly difficult decision here. Um, and I was like, well, I can't just tout Derrick Henry all year and then uh, confidently take the Titans under because Derrick Henry's success somewhat depends on the Titans team's success. But I think Derrick Henry in the eight wins that the Titans get can have seven huge, huge games and then a few average ones or a few, uh, you know, you know, in close games. So I still think this both can happen. You can take the under on the Titans. Um They'll fight for a wild card until the end and fall just short is where I see this. But you seem to be more confident on the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under. This is one of my best bets by far. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. We're uh, doing futures. They're part of my parlay of teams that missed the playoffs in part because the AFC is so strong. There are just better teams than Titans. But let's just say the inevitable happens. Derrick Henry gets hurt again, right? Like we we had the stretch where that workload finally mattered. Derrick mm-hmm. Henry did not look good when he came back in the, pre, uh, the postseason last year. 
he has had eight months to get better. But he looked awful. (laughs) They they shouldn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, that that really isn't a part of the conversation for me. The Titans won games last year because they were uh, good in one score games. We know one score games, which we know historically Mm -hmm. is not a stat that comes back. Ryan Tannehill is not good enough to win you games. They got rid of AJ Brown and replaced him with Traylon Burks, who's been inconsistent in terms of Mm -hmm. uh, the preseason hype for him. I would sooner think the the Titans win six or seven games than they win nine to make the playoffs. I will lock that in as a under for me, and I hope that your dynasty team suffers because Derrick Henry has been the only reason you've been able to carry it on and be so confident and break a about yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? Even if Derrick Henry you know, falls, I still got Jonathan Taylor. So, yes, you know, yes, It you is are. what it is. Let's talk about the Bills here in the AFC East. Let's continue uh, to get it moving here. 11 and a half. I love the Bills. I think they come out of the AFC. I think 12 wins is a floor for them, and I went with the over. I don't know a way in which they, they don't other than Josh Allen getting hurt. And if you're saying, oh, well – yeah, uh, you could always predict the starting quarterback to get hurt and their win-loss record going lower. Yes, mm-hmm. that's my whole point. If if we're just projecting a quarterback getting hurt and that's why they're going to miss their mm-hmm. time, then fine. We could just go Yeah, let's do a whole different team. show with every team's backup quarterback right. and then do their over-under wins. Right, so <laughs> I, I think the Bills are really good. Their schedule lines up pretty well. They have some tough contests against the Chiefs, respectively, the Buccaneers too, and I think those will be like a – tests for the franchise but even if they end up losing them i I believe this is a good enough team good enough well coached team Mm -hmm. depth in different places that they are going to go over seven and a half win i'm sorry that'll be great 11 and a half wins uh overall let's uh talk jets over under five and a half games even if wilson zach wilson plays week one i will still take the under five and a half on them this team is way overhyped the jets are still the jets here they're gonna they're gonna thinks they're good they're gonna threaten well everyone's like oh look at all these guys they got look at this offense look at all these draft picks you're just counting on a bunch of things falling into play for rookies and again your theme of the show i still love elijah Moore. i think these guys can be fantasy relevant with the jets still only winning five games under pretty easy for me now here's where we differ here when we get to the patriots and the dolphins Last year, I think the Patriots were around. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. They were around. Uh, they were nine and a half last year, and I made that. I made the under one of my best bets last year because of the quarterback situation. I underestimated uh, Bill Belichick. We didn't really know what was happening with Cam Newton and Mac Jones at the time. Uh, they were nine and a half. I went under as my best bet, and I was proven wrong. Now you get a quarterback in his sophomore year in the Belichick system. I am not ready to underestimate Belichick. Again, I'm not going to get fooled twice by this. The win total is a whole win less than last year. I think uh, even if they get swept by the Bills, I think they can get to nine wins this year. Okay, so by default, I am underestimating Bill Belichick. But I'm more so underestimating Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, which is your current offensive coordinator combo. And again, we talked about uh, high school coaches, offensive coordinators <laughs> like Cliff Kingsbury. I, I think Matt Patricia and Joe Judge could make sure the elementary squad does does fine enough and gets a few wins. That That is not a combo that is going to be successful in a successful franchise. I, I don't know what Bill Belichick is doing. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. And the reports from that offense are bad. And it hasn't been, oh, yeah. Beginning of the preseason, they looked didn't look good. Like the Bengals last year where Joe Burrow was like falling apart because the offensive line was so bad and they turn around and get to the Super Bowl. This has been bad from day one and has been bad to the end of the preseason. This is not a good franchise, not a good team. I mean, they're good franchise. They're not a good team. Mm-hmm. I will take six and seven wins for the Patriots overall. And again, I'm throwing them into my parlay of teams who won't make the playoffs more so because it's the AFC being really strong. That Patriots, that Patriots team is not a good one with that current group of offense coordinators. I think they're going to find a way. I think Mac Jones is going to get better. I think they have just enough, uh, just enough weapons there to find a way to get it done. And I'm not going to make that mistake two years in a row. I think they get the over. 
The Dolphins, though, that's interesting. Nine wins. I'm thinking, I actually, they were in contention for my best bet to take the under. I know they got better. I know they got Tyreek Hill and have a pretty stellar receiving combo. I'm not ready to buy the two uh, uh, jump. Does he? Does Tua get better? Yes. Does he get them to 10 wins? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know about that. This again, over-unders at nine. I took the over. I think 10 wins is their their max. Uh, so if you said push at nine, fine. Mm-hmm. I do think they're in contention for a playoff spot. I'm not sure I would be willing to bet that. Uh, and I don't really want to argue with you that two is going to get better. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. But I do think the overall weapons, you mentioned K-Tyra Kill, whatever. Toronto Armstead's going to be a big deal for that offensive line that they got him as well, too. Mm-hmm. Their defense was always pretty solid. We know they're kind of feisty uh, in the AFC East. They give the Bills and Patriots problems. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be fine. And if Mike McDaniels is actually a really good coach, we don't really know. Right? It's his first year after the the Niner stuff. If he's actually really good, that's where the potential lies. Less so than two, I think it's Mike McDaniels. Mm-hmm. AFC West, uh, we both like the over for the Broncos at 10. Of the AFC West teams, again, they're all playing each other in the division, so it's it's hard. Those There's no gimme yep. games in that division. Of the AFC West, the Broncos have the easiest schedule, and it yep. starts literally week one against the Seahawks. Like You can talk to me all you want about the Russ Wilson comeback and yada, yada. That Seahawks team is god-awful. The yep. Broncos are not, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the difference for me. I think I'll take the over on the Broncos. And if you said which team is going to win the AFC West, that's my first choice only because the schedule is easy. Yeah, this team, this was the hardest division by me to pick, and I don't think I have a ton of uh... – of bets that I'd actually take to the window in this one. And this was the closest division I had to picking all four teams in the over. And I'll run it down real fast. Chiefs, 10 and a half. I think, uh, you know, people are sleeping. Everyone, the narrative is Mahomes has had this down year and he's got, and they figured him out and he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And 11 or 12 wins isn't going to be a problem for me. Justin Herbert, right there with him. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. 11 or 12 wins somehow isn't going to be a problem for me. I almost guarantee that you have two of the, uh, you might get both wild card teams out of this division I mean, here. Three could be, yeah, you could absolutely get three, and that's exactly what I went. I went over on the Chiefs ten and a half. I went over on the Chargers at ten, and I went over on the Broncos at ten. And I was feeling pretty good, pretty confident in all of those. But then I got to the Raiders at eight and a half, and I'm like, damn, they got a lot better too. This one was really, really tough for me. But eventually, I was like, I can't take all four overs in this division. I don't think I can do it. I think the Raiders are better, but there's got to be an odd man out here. And, um, you know, ultimately, I I just think the Raiders are a little overhyped. I think this number is too high because you get the Vegas action, too, a little bit. Oh, um, okay. So, that, you know, that's part of it for me. The number is too high. There's not much value there. And uh, so I'll, I'll bet contrarian with this one, and I'll go ahead and take the under on this one. But I could easily hear your argument the other way. So I have under for the Chiefs. So again, over-unders at 10.5. I have under for the Chiefs. Push on the Chargers. Again, it's at 10. Mm-hmm. I have it at 10. Broncos over. Raiders over. So what does that look like, Joe? Because you're saying each team is going to win nine games. Yes. I have both the Chiefs and Chargers at 10 wins. So 10 and 7. Broncos at 11 and 6. Maybe they get a 12 and 5. And then Raiders at 9 and 8. So they sneak Mm -hmm. over and Chiefs go sneak under on that. I think it's really close. And there is a possibility for all four teams to be above 500 in that division. That's how good all four of these teams are. And it's the reason why I think the Patriots and Titans not making the playoffs because you even admit, Jake, neither of them are going to win the division. That's the way in which this becomes super easy to say under uh, on Titans and Patriots making playoff chances and the over on the AFC mm-hmm. West, which got way better. Yep. Um, All right. We're running a little long, so let's recap our best bets quick. And then you've got some team props. I've got some player props. Yeah. So the, the best bets for me, Browns under win total, Titans under win total, 
Bears under win total and Cardinals under win total. Mm-hmm. There's a few other I mentioned as well, too, but those are the, yep. the four that I like the most. I'm going to take my really spicy Bucks under 11.5, Ravens over 9.5, Bears under 6. That one were the same. And just to add a fourth, so we both have four, Dolphins under 9. There was a few like season-long props for teams that I liked, and I've been mentioning them throughout the show. Uh, if you did a parlay on FanDuel for these teams to make the playoffs, you're getting plus 376 odds. Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Rams, Bills, obvious and, ones, right? And Eagles, right? And the Eagles. That's the one part of this equation. And again, I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFC and certainly possibly the league. That's a lock to me, the Eagles, and I'm building all my parlay guys after that. But all those Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Rams, Bills, everyone's projecting them to make it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Eagles that surprise people and the reason why you're getting plus 376. Again, Seahawks and Bears for worst record at plus 750. Seahawks for the last team to win a game in the NFL at plus 1100. Your only worry is that if they beat the Falcons in week three, well, you can bet the Falcons too at plus 480. One of those teams can be the last one to win. And I also like a lot the Patriots missing playoffs at 198, minus 198, and Titans to miss at plus, or sorry, minus 110. I like that so. Titans bet for sure. Give those player props i don't want to talk too much about yeah yeah exactly okay tom brady under 4650 passing yards 4650 passing yards are you kidding me that's way too many and i guess i'm throwing that with the theme of the bucks under uh another one david montgomery under 900.5 rushing yards this is a committee uh folks maybe not as as uh maybe not a 50 50 committee but a 73 clearly herbert's in the mix Mm. and the bears are going to be terrible Terrible. So how much are they really going to – how many carries is Montgomery really going to be getting late in games this year? It's just not going to happen. Montgomery under 900.5. Where are you getting these, by the way? Is it mixed across DraftKings and Um, I pulled these off of an aggregate called VegasInsider.com, I believe. I didn't – And uh, and Rotoware has an aggregate, too, in terms mm -hmm. of these over-under props, which you can find on Rotoware.com. Are you seeing different numbers, or I'm just like – I just want to make sure that the listeners knew what we were referring to or to get Mm -hmm. some – because I like this next one that you can bring up. Okay. Cam Akers under 8.5 rushing touchdowns. Slam that one, right? He's only scored twice in 14 career games. He's already freaking injured. He's coming back from a serious injury, and he's definitely in some kind of a timeshare with Daryl Henderson. And this is another team that I could see randomly adding some backfield help to. Under eight and a half rushing touchdowns for Cam Akers. Slam it. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., over 1,025.5 receiving yards. I'll take that. I think he could lead the league in targets this year. And like I said about him earlier, one of the best bets. Uh, while And then the last one is while I took uh, the Jets under 5.5 wins, I still think that they're going to play enough comeback to get Elijah Moore over 800.5 receiving yards. Is 11 games as a rookie. Extrapolate that to 17. That gives him 831.5 right there. And that's with him and Wilson being rookies. I think they come back. Uh, you know, I don't think they both get worse. You know, I assume they get better. He just has to stay healthy and he smashes that prop. I like that. So again, kind of our biggest flexes right now. I think the Steelers are better than Jake does. And Jake thinks the Patriots are better than I think they are. And, and that's yep. going to be interesting for the AFC There's our point of difference. Yep. That, really, I feel like it That's the splitting point. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that does it for us in the Road to Our NFL podcast. Again, brought to you by Dynasty Owner. We'll be back next week for the first time for the NFL season going over top wave of wire pickups because you're right. Everyone out there listening, we are only two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. We'll have you covered on the guys to pick up for your teams uh, and get you set throughout the entire year. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 